Welcome everybody to the Science Metaverse podcast. I'm Keita Funakawa. And I'm Steve McCloskey. Cool. So uh, last week we had a large episode on the Quest Pro and uh, Nanom version 1.24 where we're bringing a lot of groundbreaking new features. So this week we thought we could touch upon, because you know this is the Science Metaverse podcast, uh, kind of talk more about the blockchain side of things and some new things that are happening on that side. So uh, the story that uh, we uh, picked out is uh, Thermo Fisher Scientific introducing decentralized clinical trials network. So on October uh, 5th, a, um, they released this new uh, press release saying that a new network supports rapid evolution and deployment of DCTs, decentralized clinical trials worldwide through DCT e-learning certification program. Uh, so I thought that this was uh, fairly interesting. Um, yeah, Steve, what'd you think? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you know, while it's not you know on the blockchain yet, or you know connected to you know the rest of the the metaverse, um, I, I think that the idea is is really good because if you diversify, you know, who you're getting into the clinical trial, hopefully you end up um, you know getting medicine that's going to be better for more people. Um, you know, the the accessibility and people being able to to do these clinical trials from more locations, uh, that's fantastic. And then eventually, right, you know, you could have uh, a network of people with all this data you know, tracked and shared in decentralized ways uh, that could really just be a more efficient uh, means of you know, getting real human experimental data out of these um, you know, clinical trial studies. So uh, I, I think it's great. And you know, they're opening it up, creating a network about it. Um, you know, this is going to be a, an evolving thing, I think. And, and the fact that you could you know, at least do this uh, e-learning certification to you know, uh, be a part of this. Like, you know, it's uh, cool that they're making it more official and it's not just you know, a bunch of people ordering drugs off the internet and taking them and writing about their experiences as a clinical trial. Um, you know, this is, um, you know, it, there's more of a process to it. And so I think that, yeah, you really need to have, uh, you know, real science uh, behind these decentralized clinical trials and, and Thermo Fisher is a, a great, you know, company that, that can do that. Yeah, it's interesting. So this is a certification program, uh, and it apparently is going to feature two tiers. Level one provides foundational introduction to decentralized uh, clinical trials, and level two builds upon the first level uh, with in-depth capabilities for application of decentralized clinical trials. So I guess this is a this press release is kind of uh, talking a little bit about essentially essentially their uh, certification program. So it's unclear if. I don't know. Are the these certifications like NFTs that you can earn, like on the Ethereum network, or is this just a you know, is this just a certification from Thermo Fisher says, "Congrats, you now know about decentralized clinical trials," right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's is basically saying that that yeah, you could learn how to run decentralized clinical trials and in some in a formal way, right? Um, it's not on the blockchain, right? You know, these are decentralized in in the terms of like distributed. Um, and, and maybe you know run by multiple parties and, and cross verified or different things like that. Um, you know, it's not just one company running a clinical trial, which is like the pretty standard way to do it. Um, I think that this is a step towards having you know full blockchain based NFT certified clinical trials that you know, are even um, you know, tracking people's uh, proteomes, genomes, you know, seeing how the drugs interact with with their specific molecules. Um, yeah, I, I do think that that's the inevitable, like efficient way to to get drugs to market. Um, but yeah, you know, this is um, I, I guess just like the first stages of 
of opening up um, with this e-learning course, uh, which you know covers the decentralized clinical trials. Yeah, I mean, I, it would have been cool if they they put the certification itself uh, on the blockchain uh, to be truly decentralized even more. Uh, so you know that I feel like that's a little bit of a missed opportunity, but you know, I guess baby steps. I can't complain. I think so this you want is a, a decentralized certification of a decentralized clinical trial certification. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> to to really have yeah. like a, you know this is the Someday. pure yes. trustless trustless uh, clinical trials and certified and cert- being certified in a trustless way. All right. Like. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, at the same time, you need, I guess, like these uh, right now, th- trusted third parties such as th- Thermo to provide that certification. So, um, you know, one day maybe there's there would be like mining incentives to confirm, you know, certification programs, like uh, strangers that are like looks like you did the thing, or maybe you know machines that certify, right? Like looks yeah, like you well, completed the like pattern. The, the data, right? It's all about like you know ha- having good data coming out of these things, and you see clinical trials with everyone you know having to wear an Apple Watch or getting a free Apple Watch in exchange for the you know medical data that would be collected during the clinical trial. So um you know the, these clinical trials are becoming more advanced, and and if you do it you know alongside um you know genome collection, and monitoring of you know heart rate and different things that the Apple Watch could do. Um, or, or other medical like, you know, watch device. Um, yeah, I think that that all is data that you could probably publish on the blockchain and, and you know, different ways. Obviously, you know, there's, there's HIPAA and there's other medical data requirements, uh, today. But, you know, what will that look like on the blockchain? You know, who has access to, to what data and how, how is that managed in a secure way? So. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, I, I think a, a marathon when we look at you know the science metaverse really emerging, especially as it relates to you know different things like decentralized clinical trials emerging and, and growing as well. You know what the price of an Apple Watch is, right? Uh, what between like two hundred and how much is the Pro? Like it's like two seventy for the regular, and then. Oh uh, no! Well, the Ultra. Uh, there's no. There's no Apple Watch Pro. Just a. Just an Apple Watch Ultra, which is. I think it was like eight hundred dollars. But yeah, I mean the price range yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. The the price range is indeed. I, I believe the SE is like two hundred fifty or three hundred dollars. Um. But you know what I was gonna say is that the Quest Two is around four hundred dollars. So maybe you know <laughs> you can have folks. Uh. Because then you know we have like that. Uh. What was it? Calorie tracker or like the movement tracker nowadays built into the OS, right? So. Um, yep. you know, I feel like we're not that far off from, you know, quests being given out for clinical trials. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could be. Um, you know, with the Quest Pro and like eye tracking and, and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, especially because you could also like somewhat um uh I don't know, like contain the environment, like control the experience that someone has in a way. Like if you put a VR headset on them and you wanted to, you know, see how patients responded to something, you know, you could all show them, you know, the same thing. And then, you know, they're not all, you know, taking um, their medication and then going to walk the dog or, you know, watching TV and like sort of having a variety of things that you might do after taking medication for a clinical trial. Um, yeah, you can yeah. maybe try to standardize in that way too. Well, you could have a much but more, like you, you have 
greater degrees of controlled variables, right? Um, mm-hmm. When you when you do that, essentially, right? So, um, you know, ran- randomized control trials have a different uh, meaning when you can actually control the literal reality that they're in. <laughs> um, yeah, RCTs. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, speaking of of headsets that are priced around a couple hundred or a few hundred dollars. Um, this week, it it sound you know if I had to guess, and we have no information on this, but if I had to guess, um, I believe that the Pico Neo Four uh, embar- uh, review embargoes were probably released this week because uh, Nathy, Cass, and Cherry, a bunch of different um, VR YouTubers, actually uh, released their uh, reviews for the Pico Neo Four, um, and so you know, of course, uh, definitely check out those videos yourselves. But it seemed like kind of the overall consensus uh, slash takeaway was that it's uh, you know a legitimately great Quest Two uh, competitor with some significant upgrades, uh, without necessarily the you know um, the library of content that the Quest Two offers today, uh, and of course um, the color pass through being a, a large upgrade. Um, so you know, I mean, it, you know, we kind of knew that, right? Um, with uh, just based on on paper, that it's kind of how it looked. Although the the slimmer profile is definitely noticeable. I think you know when when you see that the footage of the headset on people's faces with the pancake lenses, like it definitely starts to look way more like the Ready Player One headset in the movie. Uh, rather than like the kind of the original Quest One, I guess on the other side of the spectrum, where it's like yeah, they're, they're all a, kind of moving there, right? That's like the next gen. Like it, it goes from like yeah. you know kind of cell phone with a little bit of like blockers on the side and like you know it, some lenses all the way to like I'm putting on this visor and this is like my VR visor thing. <laughs> yeah, even the Lenovo yeah. kind of has that vibe to it. The the new one they announced. Mm-hmm. Although I. I don't think the Lenovo has pancake lenses, right? It it seems thicker. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I you never know until you try things. Yeah, it is a bit thicker, but yeah, the um, yeah Pico Neo Four seems slim. You know, the the new Quest Pro is you know slim. So yeah, yeah it's, so it's I mean, it's up in the the right direction in terms of like headset format and and form factor. Yeah, I mean, a couple other things that were interesting uh, was that they said that you know the. Joystick and the buttons on the controller themselves were noticeably lower quality or felt cheaper than the Quest 2, which makes sense. I mean, these touch controllers are so well made. Um, and then the other thing is that uh, on the controllers themselves, they have an extra button now uh, next to where the kind of the Oculus button would be uh, for the Quest 2, uh, where it's a screen dedicated screenshot button. And uh, I think it's like an additional menu button on the left controller or something like that. Um, so I, I, I like the dedicated screenshot button. Like, I feel like, you know, with a smartphone, um, it's so easy to take a screenshot with like, you know, pressing the whatever volume button and the hold or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and like the, the equivalent doesn't quite exist, right? With VR. So, um, the fact that I think that's going to be, uh, I hope it actually, this is something that Oculus copies from Pico and, uh, and benefiting the industry as a whole because um, being able to just uh, rapid fire uh, screenshots, you know, while you're in an experience without having to go to the me- menu uh, button or the OS, I think is going to be great. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a lot more content you could share if you're just, you know, casually snapping things all the time. Like, you know, Nanom, obviously, we have the, the camera and you can just keep clicking clicking away virtually. That's uh, pretty nice. But um, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd like a screenshot. I'd also like my screenshots to, to be in stereo. 
feel like uh, a lot of the time, you know, we take a 2D screenshot, but um, yeah, I just saw a really great paper from uh, Novartis actually. And in the paper, in the PDF, they had all these like stereograms, you know, where you're supposed to look at them a, a certain way where they overlap in your vision and then they become, you know, kind of like a on paper hologram uh, in a way. But um, yeah, like, you know, being able to export as that and then have it be a 3D experience and other, you know, headsets and get into more interconnected uh, universal file formats that, yeah, you could at least share like 3D pictures across devices, but we'll see. I think, you know, 2D pictures for now and, and eventually I, I think, you know, 3D screenshots will be the new norm. Yeah. And then the, the last thing about the uh, Pico Neo 4 is that it's the first headset to share directly onto TikTok. So, uh, kind of a, you know, regardless of what you feel about TikTok, it is, it is indeed the first headset that shares directly on TikTok. And you can now scroll through TikTok on the Pico Neo 4 natively. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's a flat experience. There's no like 3D VR crazy UI or anything like that. But, see, Katie, you just got to wait until Reddit makes a headset because, you know, we've had the Facebook, you know, turned into meta. Hey, you can like post to Facebook directly from the headset. Um, and then we have, you know, the ByteDance Pico Neo 4, which, hey, you could post directly to TikTok on the headset. And uh, you wanted to have, like, the Reddit Apollo UI in, in VR, right? So you just got to yes. wait until Reddit makes a headset, and then you'll be able to you know, view I mean, on Reddit. I want, you know, Apollo app is actually, it's not made by Reddit, right? It's actually made by third yeah, party. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, and, and that dev is awesome. And, uh, although the community and, and including myself, we're still waiting for the iPad version of Apollo. So, uh, we're still waiting. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not optimistic that that guy is going to make a, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I think that, I think that like, um, you know, like one, it's one thing to have like a fairly good, re- like 2D Reddit experience in VR, but like what does actually like, a you know, 3D native VR Reddit look yeah. like. Uh, I think that's that's where it gets really interesting. Um, cause, well, that's yeah. like real metaverse hopping, you know? If you just like are in this Reddit UI and then you're just like going to random things on the internet that are like VR posts, I guess. Whether it's like, yeah. you know, just regular like Imgert or, um, you know, image links. Um, well, I mean, like, I think, you know, uh, you know there's like, you know, I, I mean, personally, how I view, uh, like browse Reddit is like, I go on the front page, I look at like, what's the popular, and then I go on like my subreddits that are more niche, like the VR subreddit or, um, the chemistry subreddit, um, or, or the Bitcoin mm-hmm. subreddit. Right. Um, because oftentimes don't, those posts don't make the front page, but they're so interesting nonetheless. Um, and so, um, you know, being able to essentially like have like more of a physical newspaper experience of like a literal front page that's physically like the front page and that you like flip through and just be like, ah, and then the next one kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. it, like, I don't know, even, even that, like, like something as simple as that, like it doesn't, cause it's still text based. Like re- the, the asynchronous nature of, of Reddit, I think is fairly unique. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't see spatially recorded comments. In in physical metaverses of Reddit to be, I don't know, maybe I'm just too old. <laughs> what, what, what but, about what about 3D threads? You know, like right yeah, now, yeah. The the thread system is uh, it could get kind of complicated when you're scrolling through them in 2D. But I feel like that as a branching tree, like tree roots in 3D, 
that would uh you know at least kind of be better for sorting through some of the comments. Yeah, I mean I'm a I'm I'm fairly aggressive at like hiding hiding threads like uh-huh. you know after I'm done reading them. Um like cuz then I it's like easy to like go to the next comment and stuff. I don't have to like read all the the like the replies to the replies to the replies kind of thing. Um uh-huh. which is why I love Apollo cuz it does a great like it's so easy to just hide comments and like go to the next big comment or whatever. So Anyways, I know we were we're quite uh, over it, and la- last time we you know we we did a full hour, so I think we're going to keep it fairly short this time around. Next week is actually going to be another big week because the Quest Pros are going to be finally released, and Steve and I get to have our you know full production Quest Pros uh, finally. So um, you know, yeah. fingers crossed that nothing bad happens on the delivery and that we actually get them on launch day. But yeah. I'm I'm gonna be uh trying to go to Best Buy and things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know what other retailers is gonna be at, you know, GameStop or Walmart or Target or you know whatever. But Best Buy has been demoing them, I believe. Right. Yep. The the MetaQuest Pro Shapes and XR. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You know that's awesome. Um. So you know I'm definitely gonna be going in store and trying to just kind of see what they got because you know I'm gonna want some on on you know. ASAP, and I'll actually be uh, traveling for a conference on the East Coast in Philadelphia. So, um, yeah, I, I just want to show people, you know, because like Nanom on the the Quest Pro is an awesome experience, and uh, you know, starting next Tuesday, we get to show that to everyone. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yep, definitely. So, yeah, stay tuned next week when we actually get our hands on the Quest Pro. Uh, you know, hopefully, maybe we could record this podcast in the Quest Pro. We'll see. We're, you know, we're recording on Quest 2s right now. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see if uh, it depends on if we can get prototypes of Nanom desktop version for recording purposes. But, um, yeah, but yeah, that's about it for this week. And we'll see you in the next episode. Cool. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you in the Science Metaverse.